Welcome in Sean Dockery to episode 6 of Inside Buzz. I'm your host, Mikey Domagala. Sean Dockery was a McDonald's All-American at Chicago's Julian High School in 2002, a Duke University standout who played four years under Coach K and made the Final Four. Then, after going undrafted in 2006, he spent time in the NBA G League and played pro basketball overseas before becoming a player development coach for San Antonio and Memphis. Today, he trains the youth and even NBA players at the Dockery Basketball Academy in Chicago and San Antonio. Sean, how you doing, my man? Good, man. How are you today, man? Good. Thanks for coming on. You've had relationships with Coach Popovich and Coach K, two of the greatest basketball minds ever. Tell me what you learned from them. Well, I mean, uh, I learned a lot from both of them. Both of them have very things similar, like like each other, man. But. Uh, First of all, I can go off with Coach K, man. I just learned to have confidence. He always walks in the room confident, and, and he knows his, his, his work, his skill, whatever. But he has confidence. I never really ever seen him feel like he's not confident ever, walking in the building, in a coaching situation, whatever the case might be. Recruiting kids, I just had confidence. He's, he, he installed that in me, you know. I was a kid from Chicago. I didn't really have confidence in myself, but he installed it in me and made me a better man. Pop is the same thing, man. Um, they both just kind of, they're both similar. Similar. Um, they both are two guys with 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 confidence and character. And, and, and you, you know it when they walk in the building. So how did Coach K find you in high school and how did he recruit you to Duke? Coach K found me, uh, I was probably the first guy that kind of had like my own TV show one night. Um, I had this show called Preps and I, I'm pretty sure he saw that. It was, it was nationwide, whatever, and he saw that, and that's how he got my name started ringing bells, um, and that's how he started recruiting me. And he also, you know, after that, he came to a couple of games. Chris Collins, a Chicago guy, also was recruiting me at the time uh, from Duke, so that's how I came to part. What other schools did you have recruit you from high school? Uh, like <laughs> back in the day, every school really, man. Uh, there wasn't too many schools who, who did let let me know that they were interested um but um i just i was a duke guy i knew as soon as duke told me they offered, offered me a, a position to be on their team i knew i was going to take it so speaking of those duke teams i mean you were on some of the greatest ever with you know jj reddick sheldon williams how was it being at the point guard the forefront of those teams and leading those teams to you know the final four and all those acc conference games now sitting back, you know, being an old man that I am, <laughs> uh, it, it was a dream, man. You know, you, you you look at the guys like the JJ Reddicks and look at his work ethic, and and you can say, hey, I seen him in the gym practice before. I seen him, you know, I played with this guy in the game, and you know, it was just a dream come true. Like I said before, it was a school that I, you know, always wanted to go to. But just be around those those guys with the, the great personality and that their work ethic was was a great experience. So I'm gonna give you a date and I want you to tell me what it means to you. December fourth, two thousand five, half court buzzer beater against Virginia Tech. Tell me immediately what comes to your mind when I tell you that day. I'm still shocked, man. Still like a a feeling where, you know, surprise. I'm not gonna lie. Some days I just you know if I'm having a bad day or something, I go I go watch it on YouTube. Uh, but again, I always tell people this too, it's a lucky shot. Definitely a lucky shot, <laughs> but but a memorable shot. It's something I'll never forget, ever. 1.6 on the clock, you had to get it across half court. What was the game plan from Coach K? 
let's piggyback to the question you asked me before. Remember, I had few guys, uh, JJ Reddick and Sheldon Williams. So you knew the play wasn't for me, first of all. <laughs> I had those guys on the team. But uh, um, it was basically a play for Sheldon Williams, uh, kind of like the Christian Lakeman play. But uh, I looked over to Coach Dawkins, Johnny Dawkins at the time. He was assistant coach with Duke. And he was, I was just telling him, like, nobody's guarding. And he was just like, go to the ball. Um, so I just went to the ball. Uh, Josh Robinson, uh, we, were, we were on the same page, and he threw the ball to me. And that, and that like, during that game, you know, I was hitting a lot of shots. I was, I was feeling hot, you know. Um, so I just let it rip, and, you know. Uh, history in the making. <laughs> Man, that, that's got to be one of the craziest shots. It's got to be one of the craziest shots in NCAA history. How it all came down, you know, especially in Duke history. That Christian Leitner shot, you know, insane. So, so Sean, you worked under Greg Popovich in San Antonio from in 2016-17 season. Does Pop stress perfection with his coaching staff like he does with his players? Yeah, he, he does, man. Uh, if you, you look around in the Spurs facility, it's one of the cleanest uh, organizations, the cleanest arenas you'll ever see, practice facilities you ever see, because he, he he wants you to be great at everything you do. And that's even picking up the balls from the gym, cleaning up the gym, making it look great. But also, I don't want to say too much perfection because he knows people are human. You know, you're going to make mistakes, whatever. So he wants you to make mistakes, learn from it, and, and then try to perfect the mistakes you made. Can you talk to me about Pop's system? I mean, you were in the system firsthand. So what kind of stuff did he instill? I know he's not about making one guy a superstar. It's a team game. Can you talk to me about that? The thing I, I, I learned, learned and I love for, from the San Antonio Spurs uh, organization is it's a family. Um, and everybody makes you from the gyms, from, from, from the coaches, from, Everybody in that, that that facility makes you feel like a family, uh, makes you feel like you're a part of a family. So that's what I love about it the most. And everybody knows you have a job and everybody's willing to help you get better at the job you're doing. You know, and I know it's rare in the NBA, but in that organization, everybody's working as one to, to make you a better person on what you're doing and making the organization better as one. Do you have a funny Greg Popovich story for me? He's, he's, he's always kind of serious around us, really, but but for the most part, he's just a, he's a he's a witty guy. Um, he makes everybody laugh, you know. You, you get a, I, I think you guys get a you know a sense of it when you watch him on TNT or the interviews and stuff like that. That's the kind of guy he is. I mean, he's an amazing guy. He, he's done so much for me. Um, now, I definitely appreciate you know being a part of that organization for that time. So, you know, you're a, you're a trainer, you're a player developer. I want to ask you about load management. I mean, the term load, load management kind of started with the Spurs and the staff you run with Duncan, Parker, Ginobili. Can, talk to me about what you think about it and how Kawhi Leonard is going through with it this season. I'm all about winning, too. You know what I mean? And I'm all about um, doing what's right for the player. So, I mean, it's, it's kind of uh, uh, iffy. I'm still kind of trying to figure out my feelings on load management right now. I don't want to say too much about it because also I have, you know, a lot of friends in the NBA who's doing it right now. So, so. so you spent time in San Antonio with Kawhi Leonard. Were you surprised when they traded him to Toronto? I mean, when I was there, um, I mean, I feel like that was going to be home forever for, for Kawhi, you know, but things happen. 
I was definitely surprised uh, because I feel like that was his home and the organization loved him, and, you know, and I didn't I didn't see anything that was in my, I just feel like he's going to retire like Tim Duncan and Ginobili for, for San Antonio. But, you know, things happen and uh, people are, you know, the, the organization has to do what's best for them and also the player has, has to do what's best for him. So I understand what happened. What's your relationship with Bryn Forbes today? He's averaging a career-high 14 points per game so far this season. What improvements have you seen from this season to seasons past for him? Uh, I mean, every year, um, Bryn um, tries to improve on his weakness. Uh, this year, I feel like his defense is incredible. Uh, he, he can shoot the ball. We all know that. But I think I think the one thing Bryn always does, and, and, and a lot of pros don't, he, he finds a weakness and always tries to make it a strength uh, and that's what he's that's what he's done his whole career uh, and that's why he's a starter right now undrafted kid who's starting which is, which is incredible and you know i'm just happy uh, that's like my little brother you know we, we've been through the trenches together uh you know i could call on him anytime and vice versa he can call me anytime about problems it's bigger than basketball with us you know that's that's really family and uh i'm just enjoying the ride and and, and honestly just Looking for more to come. So you were undrafted yourself, and I know you just mentioned Bryn was undrafted. You just called him your little brother. Do you feel kind of like you're you're living the NBA dream through him because you're training him and you're both undrafted? I never thought about that, but maybe. <laughs> no, but I mean, I mean that that's his. My dream's over with the NBA, and I understand now in life why I did make the NBA. You know, um, so I can tell people my mistakes that I made. So they can make it to the NBA, you know. Uh, when I was in college, I worked hard, but I didn't work my butt off. You know, I didn't, you know, I didn't pay attention. I was a student of the game, and that's kind of the reason why I didn't make it to the NBA. You know what I mean? So I can, you know, the guys, the youth guys, and NBA guys, I can now, you know, teach them from my mistakes, teach them my mistakes, and hopefully they learn from it and go on from there. So how does a player emotionally handle not making the NBA? Like you were a college phenom, a high school phenom, you went undrafted. How do you deal with that? Definitely, uh, I mean, it's, it's, it doesn't sit well with you at all. You you, you think about it, um, something you've been doing your whole life since you're seven, six, seven years old, and you know your dream and every day your goal is to make it to the NBA, and and not accomplish that. Um, definitely, kind of those are depression. Uh, you go through you go through a lot, and I went through a lot because it was like what's next uh my dream wasn't to make it to the well my dream wasn't to go play overseas my dream was to make it to the nba so i had to deal with that for years and and, and you definitely go through like again depression you just feel like you're not like what am i here on this earth for to you know what i mean that, that's how it gets at times um but then also like i'm lucky enough to have a strong background family background who who, who got me out of that 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 suck that sucking place you know now they got me out of that place, but it, it's, it's probably the toughest thing to do. And I think people don't really um, evaluate it or, or, or take it serious. And, and for these players who don't make it to the NBA or, you know, who career ends early, you know, I think people should really, really uh, take heed of that and, and focus on it. It's, you, you definitely go through something. You lose a part of you, you know what I mean? So it's something that I think people should take heed of and, and, and focus on. So basically what you're getting at is, okay, if you're not a definite NBA player, that's going to be your future. You need a backup plan. Yes, you do. Yes, you do. And that's the reason why I, 
piggyback and went to the youth because I want these kids to have a backup plan. I want them to, you know, find skills, uh, not 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 just basketball skills. You know, you got to find stuff you can do to support your family, um, not using the basketball because that's 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 going to happen. So that's what I'm teaching these kids now in my youth program. Yeah, and Sean, to touch right to go right into that. Tell me about uh, the Dockery Basketball Academy and all you do for the youth and all the teams you have, all the players you have under you. Tell me about that. Uh, so uh, Dockery Basketball Academy uh, started basically, you know, for my training program. Um, then we started a youth team called Dockery Warriors. Basically, it's like an AAU club team, but uh, we start at early age. Um, I got kids that's six seven years old um training right now and my main goal is to again give these kids uh, advantage when they get to college um be ready like i want everybody to be ready my goal is for these kids to get to college not the nba if you make it to the nba um you know god bless you for that but my main thing is to go to college d1 d2 d3 it doesn't matter on a scholarship and when you walk into that building you walk into that campus you're prepared and that's my main focus. I have probably um, six or seven teams right now. I'm training um, a dozen kids, and it's 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 rewarding, man. You know, kids are sponges, and just watch them, um, watch things you teach them, and watch them get better and better every day is very rewarding. Another player you train is Quinn Cook. Tell me about what he's bringing to the Lakers this season. Quinn is a a, a, a veteran guy. You know, I mean, he's young, but he's a veteran guy. He's a winner. Think about it, he's always winning championships. <laughs> so you have a guy in the locker room who, who, who's a key key guy on and off the court. He works his butt off. Uh, he's a great locker room guy, stays out of trouble. Uh, so he brings that professionalism to, to the Lakers as well. And again, you got a guy coming off the bench who's, who's won a national championship in college and an NBA championship. That's pretty good for your program. Tell me one thing that will always stick with you of what Coach K told you. What Coach K is, the thing people really don't know is Coach K believed in me before I believed in myself. When I said that, like, uh, before I got to Duke, I, 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 I didn't pass the ACT at first. Well, I, I haven't took the ACT, but, I, you know, I wasn't eligible to play yet. He believed in me. He said, I know you're going to pass, take the test. Just sign with us after you finish that. And he believed in me before I believed in myself. And he installed that in me to the day I die. And that's how I am now. If you know me now, you know I believe in myself. <laughs> and that's because of Coach K. So, Sean, I see you all over social media. I see the Basketball Academy. Where can we find you on social media? Now, right now, I'm just mainly focusing on uh, Facebook and Instagram. Instagram is uh, sdoc15. Uh, and then my Facebook is my name, Sean A. Dockery. So you can find me on the, those those two things right now. Um, it's not just about basketball with me, so you know, might have some memes up, some funny things, <laughs> stuff like that. But but uh, I, I'm enjoying life, man, and I'm 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 really happy with what I'm doing, and thank God for it. All right, Sean, thanks for being on episode six of Inside Buzz. I'm sure all the Duke fans out out there are happy to catch up with you. Thanks for coming on, my man. Thanks for having me.